Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Lynn straightened his jacket as he stood, leaving money for the food and drink on the table before following Kaelin out the front of the door. Spring was in full force, and he had to blink a few times to adjust to the light as they left the inn. He looked around the streets, more a habit than anything, checking that there was no one out of place and no one obviously looking at him. Nothing was immediately apparent, and he let out a quiet breath of relief. So, horses are walking? Kaelin asked and Lynn looked over to see him adjusting his dulcimer on his back. It looked awkward to carry around everywhere, but the half-elf didn't seem to mind it. Lynn hadn't actually thought too much about just how they were going to proceed forward. He had just assumed that they would be taking horses, but now he wondered whether that was the right way to go. He stopped for a moment before turning round to head towards the stables. He heard Caelan follow behind him, jogging a little to catch up and stand next to him. Where are you going? he asked, and Lynn looked down at him to see a face of genuine confusion looking back. Lynn couldn't help but copy him, the same confused face as he kept his pace. To the stables? he replied, pointing towards the stables at the end of the street. Kaelin hummed, appearing to accept the explanation as they walked along. Where were you thinking of getting horses? he asked, amused at his apparent confusion. Well... We don't need to go into that, do we? The stables is a better idea, he responded, and Lynn couldn't help but notice him refusing to make eye contact. Were you going to steal a horse? Lynn chuckled, adjusting his bag on his shoulder as they got to the stables and he nodded to the guard, opening up the door in front of him and letting Kaelin into the stables. Well, no, Kaelin chuckled in response as Lynn closed the door behind them. I was going to steal two horses. The stables were small, but still nice. Lynn would have described it as cosy, had anyone asked. All wood and thatch, it was kept warm through old-fashioned engineering rather than any magical means. It was fairly empty, too, just four horses stood in the stables. Lynn nodded to the stable boy, a young human who grinned back and obviously didn't know who he was. I'm taking these two off your hands. He kept his voice friendly, walking over to the boy and pulling his purse out of his pocket to pay for the stable fee, along with a small tip for him looking after the horses so well. He walked over to the two horses, a small black stallion and a slightly larger chestnut mare. Gesturing for Kaelin to go over to the mare, he walked over to his stallion, running a hand across the top of his head before kissing his nose. "'Hey, Kiva,' he whispered in Elvish, rubbing at his neck as he got reacquainted with him. I've missed you. Are these your horses? He asked Kaelin, asking common tongue, watching the chestnut horse start to stamp his feet and get restless. Uh, yeah, he replied, keeping his words in Elvish. That's Shilo. She's my brother's. Kiva is mine. Um, here, actually, take Kiva. 
Sheila has only ever really liked elves. He gave Kiva one last fuss before walking around to Shiloh. She seemed to calm as he got closer and he whispered soothingly to her as Kaelin walked away. So, why has your brother got a racist horse? Kaelin chuckled in Alvish, and Lynn looked over his shoulder to see him starting to pay attention to Kiva, who looked like he was loving it. Lynn sighed, rolling his eyes before moving to grab everything they would need for the journey. I don't think he intended to. It's just that... He was about to mention that his stable hand had been a half-elf woman, whereas his brother's had been a sun-elf, but he suddenly realised that he probably didn't want the other man knowing about the family having even one stable hand, let alone multiple. Kiva's been out and about a lot more than Shilo has. My brother always was antisocial. Kaelin nodded, seeming to believe the lie easily as he kept trying to bond with the horse he would be riding for the next few days. Lynn struggled to pull the first saddle off the wall, carrying it over to Kaelin and heaving it up onto the taller horse. Do you know how to saddle him up? he asked, leaving Kaelin to it as he nodded. He continued with his own saddle, trying to remember how he had to fix all of the straps and buckles in order to keep it tight enough to the horse for the entirety of the journey. He threw his bag up onto the horse's back, making sure it was fixed solidly before going to help Kaelin with his. So, he asked as he used his extra height to make sure Kaelin's bag wouldn't move in transit. You travel by horseback much? Kaelin shook his head before taking a step back and jumping up onto the horse. He smiled down at Lynn, leaning forward to stroke the horse's mane before taking up the reins easily. I have done, in the past... I know how to ride, sure, but honestly not very often and not for a year or two. How about you? Lynn shrugged as he walked away, leading Shilo closer to some of the steps at the side of the table. He knew that if he attempted to jump up like Kalen did, he would just make a fool of himself. Thankfully, Shilo stayed still as he made his way up the steps, allowing himself to swing his leg over the horse and settle himself in the saddle. A lot more when I was younger, but not as much anymore. Just enough to get these guys and the others at home some exercise. I'd had another bodyguard on the way here, that's why I've got Shilo as well. Leaning forward, he stroked down Shilo's mane again, before grabbing his own reins and steering her out of the stables. He nodded to the guard as he left, settling in for a long ride as he did. Do we need to stop and get food? Kaelin asked, pulling Kiva up to his side easily and matching his pace. Lynn didn't want to push the horses too hard. They still had plenty of time. Uh, no, I sorted it, Lynn responded, tapping the bag behind him gently. I have enough food and water to last us at least until winter drift. After that, we can stock up with enough to get to Eastbourne, and then there's food on the train. He watched Kaelin nod thoughtfully, and wondered if it was weird that he had picked out food for him without even knowing him. I mean, I got some fresh meats and vegetables for the first night, so they're in calling bags, and there's some dry things that we can heat up for the last few nights for an emergency. If you wanted us to stop and get something else, then you're more than welcome. Kaelin shook his head, and Lynn gave out a relieved sigh that he hoped the other man didn't notice. As they headed out of the small village and onto the smaller roads, he relaxed back on the horse and let her slow down to a gentler pace. She'd need the energy if they did need to get away at some speed. Again, Kaelin matched the pace perfectly, pulling the horse close enough to talk without being too much in the way. So, the other man said, seeming to relax a little as well and just enjoy the day. Tell me about yourself. We're going to be together for a while, huh? 
Lynn couldn't help but smile. His last bodyguard hadn't wanted to speak at all, and whereas he didn't mind complete silence, he much preferred at least a little friendly talking. What do you want to know? He responded, looking over at the man and trying not to be too obvious about scanning the horizon for any possible danger. Well, I've known you for a few days, and I barely know anything about you. Come on, quick rundown, 30 second life story and we'll go from there, Kaylin insisted, and Lynn couldn't help but stare back in shock for a moment. He'd never been asked anything like that before and he didn't know where to start. Okay, 30 seconds. Fuck, um, anything particular you want to know? He was answered with a shrug and a shake of the head, and Lynn sighed before thinking through what he was going to say. Okay, 30 seconds talking about me. Whole life story up to now. You know I have a longer life story than you, right? He looked over at Kaylin, who just seemed to smirk back in response. My name is Lynn Chasso. I was born in Hirondale in the house I live in now, 108 years ago. Middle of three children, one younger brother and an older sibling of questionable gender. He changed it a lot. I lived with my mum and dad. Mum stayed home with us. Dad was out most of the time. All wizards, various schools though. Oh, you were wondering what kind of elf I was, right? When I came down yesterday? He looked over at Kaylin, who had wide eyes at being caught and he couldn't help but smirk a little. He knew the exact look people gave him when they were trying to figure that out. Anyway, my father is full-blooded son elf. He made air quotes at full-blooded to show that, yes, he hated that phrase as much as most of the people did. And my mother is half-sun elf, half-star elf. That's what makes me look like this. With a final gesture, down at himself, he finished his spiel, smiling to hide his anxiety that it either hadn't been enough or it was far too boring for Kaylin to want to speak to him again. The pause before Kaylin responded definitely didn't help. It looked like he was thinking hard about what to say, and Lynn hoped he couldn't see just how anxious he was for something, anything in response. So are you a wizard too? Kaylin asked finally, looking over with a genuine curiosity that nearly caught Lynn off guard enough to reply honestly. If all your family are. Lynn coughed, rubbing his neck a little as he tried to think of an answer that didn't spill his deepest fears at this man's feet while also being somewhat truthful. Um... No, uh, I couldn't quite grasp it, he responded, trying to be somewhat diplomatic and hoping Kaylin got the drift. He didn't. You seem pretty smart, though. You speak a lot of languages and I saw your little diagrams in your books. How could you not figure out wizardry? Lynn sighed, talking slowly as if he was trying to work out what to say as he was saying it. I... okay. I can give you a very complex, highly scientific answer, or an idiot-proof one. Which would you prefer? Idiot-proof, Kaylin responded instantly, and Lynn wondered if he felt a little offended at the question. Okay, well, I just can't. There's something in our blood that says at conception whether we can or can't do magic. I can't. He blurted out, hoping beyond hope that somehow if he said it quickly it wouldn't be as embarrassing. It turned out he was wrong. Kaylin was quiet for a moment and Lynn braced for the question. But you're an elf. Elves can always cast magic. Or why don't you just try harder? I'm sorry to hear that. Must be hard. Kaylin finally said and Lynn almost froze. (laughs) 
He wasn't expecting that. The shock must have shown on his face because after a moment, Kaelin elaborated. You know, having all your family members be wizards in that. Unless you never wanted to be a wizard, which is absolutely fine too, he continued, and Lynn couldn't help the way his heart lifted slightly. It had been a very, very long time since someone had been even a little kind about his curse or tried to understand how it felt. He felt his ears twitching happily and a blush across the upper part of his cheeks that he tried to hide by looking down and away. Did you want to hear my life story? Kaelin asked, and Lynn could do nothing but hum in response, brain too busy swimming between embarrassment and full excitement that someone had been nice about it. You know, my 30-second life story? Kaelin elaborated, and then at least had the mental capacity to look over so he wasn't just being plain rude. Of course, Lynn responded, putting on a smile and trying to quiet his brain down enough to actually listen. Born in Eastbourne, 35 years ago. Only child. My dad's a human, used to be a soldier. Left the military when I was born and took on some mercenary work, but he's retired now. My mum's from the Bellator Forest, she's a moon elf. She's a super powerful druid, but she moved away when she met my dad to live in Eastbourne. You know the East Square with the little fountain? That's where I grew up. Did a lot of running around when I was a kid, acrobatics, stuff like that, jumping from roof to roof. One of my dad's friends taught me how to use knives and how to do stupid tricks safely. My dad plays a little guitar, so he taught me, and I liked it, and I started learning more as a hobby until I realised I could turn it into a job. The dulcimer came a little later, present for my grandma. Didn't take long to pick it up after the guitar, he finally stopped, taking a deep breath and smiling over at Lynn. Lynn himself had been enraptured the whole time, listening to him speak and trying to take in everything he said as he said it. He tried to think of a question, too. It only seemed polite, seeing as Kaelin had asked him one. The East Square of Eastbourne, he smiled, trying to seem friendly as he did. He wanted Kaelin to feel every bit as warm as he did. It sounds like the title of a song. Maybe you could write it one day. Kaelin chuckled a little at that, and Lynn tried to ignore his own ears twitching. He'd read about friendship, and maybe this was what it felt like. I'm actually not much of a writer. I mostly play other people's songs, but maybe. I have been meaning to write a love song about my parents for a while. Maybe I'll call it that, he chuckled, tying the reins around the front of his saddle so he could stretch his arms up and above his head. Lynn understood. He knew most people couldn't just sit all day like he could. How about you? You play anything? Anything musical? Lynn hummed as he thought, drumming his fingers along Shiloh's neck softly. I can sing traditional elvish songs, he said after a while. Nothing much more than that, and they're sung a very specific way, as I'm sure you know. And my mother played the harp, but I never really got the hang of it. Much too fiddly for me. I always played the wrong strings. Kaelin smiled back, a smile that lit up his eyes and made Lynn feel at home for the first time in a very long time. Well, if you wanted, I could teach you a little more about playing the dulcimer. Less strings than a harp, and it's much easier to remember which ones. Lynn smiled back, ears twitching curiously in a way he hoped Kaelin didn't notice. I would like that very much, he finally responded, smiling shyly as he did.